Legal discussion on Tip Today is brought to you in association with Lynch Solicitors Clan Mel on the web at lynchsolicitors.ie and at divorceinireland.com. John Lynch from Lynch Solicitors uh, with me this morning. You're going to cheer us all up, uh, John, by speaking about marriage breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> well, I it's not my it's not my job as a lawyer to, to cheer up. people up. I <laughs> indeed, suppose. Indeed, I forgot I was about listening that. to that piece before when I came in about the, uh, the children and uh, play. Playing, yeah, it's fascinating how thing, things come full circle. You know, I mean, if you take you know teaching methods and the fact that they've suddenly copped on that to shove kids into chairs and keep them there for a prolonged period of time isn't exactly necessarily the best way of doing it. You know? mm. I mean, it's, it's because when you think of ki- what kids learn at home in the kitchen, learn to cook with their mother or whoever's cooking and all of that course. kind of thing. So it's funny how but, they... But now they're in a separate room with like sort yeah, of well, video now they're games. Maybe and on, and I mean, maybe they need to tackle that. How do you use the medium of, you know, laptops and all those. I mean, they're using them positively as well, you know. They're not all negative. Mm. The fact that you can now... It does kill conversation, however. I mean, it makes for very interesting legal discussion sometimes. If somebody's asking you a question or asking a question and they can Google it while they're asking you the question. So that, you know, I mean, it does does kind of bring a certain amount. And it is interesting because when you're looking at... We used to have to compete as lawyers... And I'm sure every business and every profession has to compete with bar stool experts, if you know what I mean. And all, I mean, it just brings me in mind of the World Cup and the Rugby World Cup and listening to all the commentators and God help the poor old devils if, if they were reading the paper yesterday with all the know, yeah. negative yeah. vibes that they were getting. But I mean, you know, when you're, when again, I'm digressing, but when you're, uh, you have a client in front of you and they're asking you questions like, for example, let's, this is divorce and the whole options that are available to you on marriage breakdown. One of the I always found it a very interesting, what, how would you describe it? Interesting competition where you don't see your competitors insofar as people are being advised before they come into you and after they come into you and during the whole course of the process. And to a certain extent, you know, if you're, it's a bit like that, you know, the piece on the children and the teacher, instead of being the if you like, controller general, is actually trying to facilitate the process. But the the big thing about being a lawyer, I think, is you're trying to facilitate the process. And if you're looking at marriage breakdown, for example, the function of the lawyer should be, to a large degree, to facilitate bringing the breakup to a conclusion. Yes. As... Not inexpensively, but as emotionally inexpensively as possible. And, you know, when people come in and they come in to me initially day one to talk to you about, you know, what are my options and how do I go about this and, you know, how how do I best deal with this? I mean, what the legislation says to a lawyer is that you should discuss the various options that are available to an individual when a marriage breaks down or a relationship breaks down. And, I mean, the very first one that we always kind of, if you like, put out there right out in front is that you should really try and reach agreement if there are children on any care arrangements that you have for the children. Because, I mean, I say that the 
actually the first priority should be looking after the children. And the reason that that's the first priority is that if you do that, it makes the, the overall process much easier in the long run, insofar as you don't have the, you know, the, the can we call it collateral damage, that can really make the process even more uh, you know, traumatic than it need be. So the very starting point is the very first question that I will ask a client is, you know, what about the children? Uh, you know, uh, you know, are, is, is there a good relationship between you vis-a-vis the kids? And can you sort that element of it out? The, the other one, actually, which is the fr- important one that I think should be addressed is and that is is the individual themselves <coughs> ready uh, to deal with this very very traumatic uh, s- situation so in other words are you you know the individual if you're going through a separation you're probably going through one of the potentially the worst psychological emotional upheavals in your life because i often say inelegantly that it it's like a bereavement but the deceased is still walking around if you know yeah, what I mean yeah. and the, the the issue with that is it's the relationship is still there insofar as if there are children you have to have some form of relationship be it business or otherwise to deal with the with the kids but as well as that if somebody and quite quite often it's the case and I, I'm not saying all the time but quite often it's the case that you know the first question I'll ask somebody is you know are you you know do you have counselling do you have support you know have you because if the individual isn't in a position to deal with the, the situation, then it, it becomes even more difficult. So the, the timing is very important, obviously. Yeah, the timing and uh, timing, when you say timing, uh, the timing to engage in the legal process is important insofar as that if you're not ready emotionally to deal with it and I mean who's going to be ready emotionally Mm. to deal with it what I mean is if you don't have the right supports around you to deal with it so the very first uh, you know number one is which of course you should be kicking in before you're talking about separation is is there any possibility of reconciliation because believe it or not over the last however many years I've been dealing with this there have been situations where there has been opportunities for reconciliation reconciliation despite the fact that it's very interesting and do you facilitate that in some way well you discuss it you draw it down and you ask the parties you know (laughs) have you tried uh, you know reconciliation have you tried marriage counseling have you looked at and you know are you open to the option of considering marriage counseling because I suppose it's like everything else you know when you're going through something like this at the end of the process, you're a lot wiser than you were at the start of the process. And an awful lot of people have no experience whatsoever of going through the process. And sometimes during the course of the difficulties that might arise, if you look at the prospect of reconciliation and you consider it and you you deal with it in terms of going junior counselling, that in itself is is helpful in terms of dealing with the breakup because mm. if you've gone through the process of an attempt at reconciliation you're then at a point where you say well okay the marriage is at an end and more often than not I find quite commonly that 
one party will be very much more advanced in their thinking about the relationship than the other party, even to the extent sometimes that one of the parties is entirely shocked that in fact the marriage is over in the mind of the other party. So, you know, that whole process of of attempted reconciliation and or counselling with a view to bringing the other person to the realisation that in fact the marriage is over and that if it is over, then you need to look at the next level, which is what do mm. we do about ensuring Just that wondering, that, that must be a minefield, that in the middle of all that emotional turmoil, you're trying to deal with practical stuff like money and the exactly, children. And exactly, well, that's The that's, home and all Yeah, exactly, and that's, you've hit it, you've absolutely hit it, the nail on the head, because, which, uh, which is an interesting analogy if you think about it in terms of marriage breakdown, but... You know, it, you're you're exactly right because you see the point here is that, and the point that I would make is that, if the individual that's going through the process isn't firmly on the ground in terms of able to think about, as you say, all those practical things, you know, how do we reach agreement on the children? What kind of access are we talking about? What kind of visits are we talking about? How do we deal with money? How do we deal with maintenance? How do we do? deal with mortgage in the house you know how do we deal with future succession rights you know how do we deal with all of those as you say very very practical issues so the starting point in any situation is is there a prospect of reconciliation if there isn't is there a prospect of mediation so in other words rather than going straight into litigation litigation should be the third option rather than the first option now if you don't have any prospect of reconciliation which you know quite commonly is the case if there isn't if for some reason the the situation is so intractable that mediation won't work then you have no option then really to, but to go to option three, mm. which is litigation. But it should be the final option <clears throat> rather than the first option. Something you touched on at the very beginning uh, I found interesting is influence over people who are coming into you. Mm. Whether it's the best friend saying, oh, listen, you want to make sure now that he doesn't get away with... You know, do, do you find that uh, being the case? You do. You do insofar as you'll always find that to be uh, a factor, if you know what I mean. But... But by and large, I find that if the client comes <coughs> into you and the client is looking for your advice as a, as a professional in the area, by and large, they're not overly influenced by the barrister lawyers, if you don't mind me using that kind of cliched expression. And <coughs> But obviously, in a situation where, you know, you're dealing... Like, it's, it's interesting because, and I know why I kind of digressed into this, but... One of the interesting things is that if if I have a client, it's really important that it's a relationship of trust and confidence. So if the client is dealing with the process of family law, I mean, I have 30 some odd years dealing with the area. I don't profess to be the numero uno, if you know what I mean, but I have quite a lot of experience in dealing with it. And the situation there is that if people are trying to go through a process and they're, if you like, being second, they're receiving multiple advices, mm. I would always say to them, no, you should just take one, if you like, listen to one advice 
doesn't necessarily mean that you can't look to share a certain amount of knowledge, but it's it's a question of taking advice. But it's a bit like what I was saying to you when we were off air. If you're trying to learn something now in this modern day, so if I I, I took a couple of golf lessons there recently, I decided after thirty some odd years, I might actually try and see if I could play it. Can I talk you out of that? Now? <laughs> <laughs> I nearly have myself talked out of it at this stage after a couple of holes but um, but the interesting thing about it is that one of the things that the golf the guy who was given the lesson said was for God's sake don't start watching YouTube videos because and it's an interesting thing because you know you could go on the internet now and you could access so much information now but I don't know about your listeners but I certainly find that the difficulty with a multiplicity of different views about something is you end up having no view when you're yeah. finished and it's so hard to get to the core of the information I don't know why I went off on this tangent but So anyway. do you find people coming into you then have Googles and have oh, yeah. a certain and amount Googled, of well, By and large they Google and they get our website right. luckily enough and when they get our website you get blogs on the website so I mean it's quite common that people will have read and I mean and that I think is hugely advantageous because as I was saying to you there a couple of weeks back now you know (coughs) we've prepared a guide to family law which I've personally gone through with Gillian in the office who's the family lawyer in the office and we've written this guide which is very unique to us insofar as it's not just a copy of some other textbook somewhere. We've written it, looked at it and put our particular slant on it. But it is our particular slant and it's like everything else I'm sure as you know from listening to me God help you over the last couple of months or years or whatever. But the difficulty about it is, you know, it's a very complex area, family law. And not only that, but it's all a highly charged area. Mm. And when you're looking at a situation where it's highly charged and quite complex, it's very hard to give a definitive answer on anything. But what you do need is you need a client, and this I'll kind of conclude my point on this, is what you do need is you need a client who realises that as you say, because of the mundanity of the the issues you, th- you have to deal with, you have to be, your mind has to be in the right place to deal with them. So I think the first point that anybody should take from what I'm saying is that if you need counselling, if you need support, you should have them and you put them in place and put yourself in a place where you're able to deal with these very mundane things because people can be so highly charged that even making the decision of, oh, I'm late for this access visit, which is at six o'clock, it's now five past six, what am I going to do? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're almost, it's almost impossible sometimes for people to even make that decision. And you can get a call and ring your solicitor. And I'm, on occasion, I've got those calls. I'm late for what am I going to do? Now, if somebody... I'll nearly say to somebody, well, you need to put yourself in a place where you don't have to ask that question. Yeah. Because yeah. after all, under normal circumstances, we're all late at under of different course. circumstances. But, you but as you say, in the highly charged exactly. So you need to take arena. It's, it's a yeah, different. It's, it's a different matter, isn't it? All right, John. It's it's always a pleasure. Thanks very much indeed for coming in.